Make sure that you don't you don't make that mistake again. <laughs> I'm just waiting on you, dude. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Let's go, boys. Let's, Let's go. go. Season, Season two. two. Season two. Uh, the third third alarm, alarm podcast. And, and uh, uh, we are joined, joined by, by a new co-host. Papa? Yeah, that like would be that. you! Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, like the, the one and only Papa. <laughs> I love, I love you here. here. It's a great, it's great time. time. It's gonna be a great time. It's always, always a great time. time. Always a great time. Yeah, we took a quite a long break in between seasons there. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was like, yeah, the, uh, getting, getting canceled, canceled on the major, major network, network getting picked, picked up by Netflix, Netflix type of long, long break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least, at least it's better. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. At least it's better. <laughs> so, so we're going to refresh everybody's memories as to who we are and what we bring. bring. And uh, I think it's only fair that our new host goes first. Absolutely. Well, well, I've been, I've been in the service, service for 16, 16 years. Um, just, just retired this past, past four months, months of medical because I haven't really looked forward to. to. And I've got, I've a, got lot a lot of experience and I'm still going to volunteer on the side. And basically bring all my knowledge to volunteer for you to bring them up to speed on everything. That is awesome. That is awesome. And then we have our... Founder, founder, no, not one, one of our founders, founders the Third, Third Alarm, Alarm Podcast, Mr. Firefighter Dad. Dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, I'm on uh, oh, year 14. Um, all volunteer, never been paid. Um, currently on two fire departments locally. Um, yeah, I mean... Just learning the learning the trade every day. Always learn. Always learn. And for those, those of you who don't, don't know me, I'm a rescue. I have 15 years. All, all volunteer in fire, fire service. And uh, yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've gone, gone up, up the command, command ladder, ladder and fell back, back down, down again. again. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got, I got a, question. a question. Did you guys just, just catch, catch what, what I caught? caught? I'm, I'm 16. Like, firefighter dad's, dad's 14. Rescue's 15. 15. Is that a no, lot? I'm going to go around here. here. <laughs> <laughs> this seems a little odd. 14, 15, 16. 16. There, there we go. go. And, I'm and I'm probably the, the middle, middle child out of all of us. Yes, I do believe so. Uh, uh, how, how does, does that work, work with, with numbers? numbers? 
I, I don't uh, know. Because I did not get started in the fire service until uh, 2007. Do we, we want to actually go with the real time I actually started? Because we really want to go that far. far. I started back, back in 99. I mean, and if you're, you're right, right, you can, can have, have your explorers if you want to. to. I don't have a problem with that. Well, yeah, well that was when I started. I volunteered up until 16 years ago. And then, and then I got paid. paid. I've been, been, been paid, paid for 16. 16. God, God, man, I've been, been in the long. Holy crap. Maybe that's why my back's budged up. Well, you know, for... Let's see. We do that. My very first call, I was five. Does that count? Yes. yes. Okay. So that was, uh, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was young. young. I don't know how, how old I was, but I can, I can remember, remember running, running calls, calls and stuff, stuff with my grandfather. So. so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, thinking back, it's been, it's been a long time. Uh, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, a lot of knowledge here. Yes. And, uh, yeah. We always well, <laughs> and the knowledge of, of, the, of, the, of the knowledge of this new problem for the virus there is no knowledge for the virus. Trying to see if I can find that. Um, oh, see if I can find that article that that um, actually inspired me to come up with this idea for tonight. And, and what, what we're, we're talking, talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is, is of course, course electronic, electronic vehicles. vehicles. Yeah. Hybrid, hybrid vehicles, vehicles in, in general. general. Not, Not just electric. electric. Hybrid. Hybrids and electric and all the other, other terms are fun. Because, because I, have I have a big problem with Priuses, Priuses because they are, they are the hybrids, hybrids have gas, gas, and they have electric. electric. That, is, that is the biggest known problem, problem in the world. world. But electric and gas, gas together combination what does that happen? Correct. Things go boom, boom, boom. Oh, definitely. And, and there, there, was, there used to be an app. And, and I can't find, find it now. now. But, but there, there used to be an app on Android, Android called Extricate. Yeah. And I have... And, and I can't... And, and I can't, can't find, find it now. now. But, but was uh, for those, for those of, you of you who don't don't, don't know, know, let me let take, take let, let me um tell, tell you a little bit about it. There was, there was there, there used, used to be an app, app called Xcate, uh, uh, was available on uh, the Android and, and the Apple Store, store. and it, it basically gave you diagrams of where, where everything, everything ran, ran in a particular, particular vehicle. vehicle. 
So, so like, like um, Papa, Papa was just, just saying that, that uh, one, one of the things he hates is Priuses. Well, well, if, if you, you have to take, you have to bring out, out the tools of the trade because somebody, somebody was driving, driving like a moron, um, that, that would show you exactly where to cut and where not to cut because it showed where all the lines went. Um, it showed, showed where all the canisters, the airbags air were, everything. And uh, I, can't I can't even find that app anymore. anymore. Well, and you, well, you got to remember, too, too with, with electric car fires, you have to attack it differently than just foam and water. Yeah, yeah now we're... The hybrid... The hybrid cars and, of course, your electric cars like your Teslas and stuff like that um, are not the only problem because now they're starting to look at the market of electric semi-trucks. And for those of us who have um, Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... So this one that I found... Uh, it dates back to 2017, so some of the numbers I'm sure... Well, 2019. So I know some of the numbers are wrong. But at that time, there were 760,000 electric and plug-in cars. And out of the 1.3 million firefighters, only 250,000 had... Some sort of emergency vehicle training. I could tell you, I have no emergency, uh, electrical vehicle training. Yeah, I don't have any training, like I said. I mean, there used to be an app. I used to look at the app, but um, I've never had to really cut into or uh, deal with de-energizing a electric or hybrid vehicle so far. Papa? I uh, kind of was listening to something. What were you saying? I was listening to a comment somebody uh, was right, a post someone put up about electric car fires. I was finding something. Oh, okay. I was saying that, you know, it's um, it's something where you know, I looked at that app that I had mentioned that is no longer out, but, um, you know, I haven't had to deal with um, extricating or de-energizing after an accident um, electric vehicles or hybrid vehicles at all. And uh, I kicked the question to you, seeing as how you were, <laughs> out of the three of us, you were the only one that was, you know, a career firefighter in a major metropolitan area um if you had to ever deal with it we've we had to deal we've had to deal with it the main concern that we have is there's not enough training for it so it's pretty much fly by the seat of your pants and the thing that we look at the most is like you noted before was you got to go research these vehicles yourself as a fire company as a paid company as a volunteer company too you have to research these vehicles and learn, even have a mechanic come in like we did to teach us 
where to cut, where not to cut, because there's hot cables running anywhere, especially fully electric vehicles. You have no way of actually cutting the battery. Good example is a Tesla. The main batteries are underneath. All the wires, the main cables all run through the bottom channel of the car. So if you have to spread the car to get somebody out, you have to be very concerned that you have that electricity running through there. And it's not just 24 volts or 12 volts DC. It's a lot of voltage. Right. So here. you have to you have to look and learn about it. Right here, a Tesla, um, the orange cable, 60 volts. So you imagine 60 volts cutting into it. <laughs> the ground can make a pretty big spark. Gonna be a lot of a lot of spicy dirt laying around right there. We uh, call that yeah, a spicy yeah. meatball. <laughs> yes. That 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 uh, uh, I may have to walk that one off. All right, I will be right back. Just catch me up. I gotta go do yes, what sir. I told you to do. I'll be right back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. so right here is also says a typical electric vehicle operates at closer to potentially deadly 400 volts. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, yeah. Um, it also says that it could take about 3,000 gallons of water applied directly to the battery. Just the battery. Um, I don't know about you, Rescue, but sometimes it's going to take a while to get that 3,000 gallons of water there. Well, yeah, and that's one of the things, like, I was saying, um, and of course Papa's not here. And one of the things that I'm going to take and that I'm going to say is, you know, some of us, we have to step away and uh, leave one of the other two hosts and, uh, and or a guest if we have one, um, because we all have families and stuff that, you know, we've t we're tending to on top of, you know, our non-paying job, which is the firefighting and the, but then the paying job, which for one of us was firefighting. Um, but 3,000 gallons of water to actually dump on something. Well, let's see here. My fire company, we just squeeze that out in be, um, between our, our tanker and our and our um, first out engine, but we're right at 3,000 gallons. And remember, that's just for the battery. That's not even if there's anything else on fire. Exactly. So, you know, that's, that's something where, you know, some places, you know, your volunteer companies, they may have a municipal water supply or something like that, but then you get, like, out in the sticks where I'm from. Yeah. There is no hydrant. No. At all. And also right it here, it also says um, the model, was it Model S? Um, the battery can take up to 24 hours to extinguish. And even if you extinguish it, it has the potential to reignite. Yeah. 
I mean, that's just... That's crazy. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it is. And, you know, let's, let's turn around and look at it. Um, yeah, let's I turn mean, around and look at it, look at it, you know, from, say, my perspective, where you don't have um, an actual plug or for those for people who are listening to this who have stumbled across it and don't know about the fire service when one of us say we basically mean a hydrant and if you don't have one of those in a municipal water supply around I mean you've got to shovel your water um you know, you figure a big, a big fire or a fire where you need big water. Um, you're taking your, having to call in. You know, at least three or four other fire companies for water, just water. Yeah. Now the other, the other thing is, where are these people plugging these electric vehicles in? Usually oh, in their plug- garage. They're plugging them in near, into their garage, or, um, or if for some reason they can't get it, they can't get it into their garage or whatever, they're running a lead cord out or. You know, however they have to do it. Here's one right here. Tesla hit a tree, caught fire. Took eight firefighters seven hours and 28,000 gallons of water. Just for the car. Just for the car. So, you know, you've got in, in a place where you don't have access to municipal water. You know, 28,000 gallons, seven hours, you're talking at least two fire crews at the scene, um, depending on your staffing. And then you've got, you know, at least five tankers. You've got at least one other fire department, if not two, at two different fill sites. Just to try to take and just try to, just trying to keep the... Um, the tanker's full. Right. Well, here here's a good comparison for, for that. For just that one fire on that. Um, that amount of water usually serves an American home for nearly two years. And also, a typical fire involving an internal combustion car can often be quickly put out with approximately 300 gallons of water. So, a regular car, we can do a 300 gallons. Electrical, electric vehicle, you know, 25, or 28,000 gallons. Mm-hmm. That's, no. just, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Now, 
I'm actually looking at um, FPA.org. For those of you who don't know, that's the National Fire Protection Agency. And it's an article they have about um, a Tesla crash um, that took, ple took place in Texas uh, back in April of 2001. So about a year ago. And um, it, it killed two occupants, unfortunately. And it brought a lot of stuff to light. Um, you know, at the time of its publication, um, the Edmonds um, car site indicated that there are going to be um, 30 electronic vehicles from 21 brands back to back in 2000 uh, 2021 um, and you know the vehicle manufacturers they don't have an emergency response guide they can take and send out that was one of the things that, that it highlights here it says uh, while while electronic vehicles are great for the environment, new technologies also often present a learning curve for first responders. Uh, an interest of public responder safety, National Transportation Safety Board investigated four electronic vehicle incident, incidents and released a report on the hazards and gaps. The two most concerning ones was First, inadequate vehicle manufacturers. Like all right, inadequate vehicle manufacturers emergency response guides. So basically, they're not. There's no nothing from the manufacturer saying, "Hey, this is where our stuff is in our vehicle if you need it." And gaps in both safety standards, and um, and research related to lithium-ion batteries involved in a high impact high se high severity crashes and i mean this is like i said this is a actual publication um that was put out by the national fire protection agency uh, back april 30th of uh 2021 this uh well, also i'm looking at um was a tesla uh, in Lake Forest, California, parked in a garage charging, caught fire. Um, let's see, they had, let's see, um, within 20 minutes they had the fire in the house mostly out, then noticed that the attic above the Tesla kept getting kept reigniting from the Tesla. Took them 30 minutes to get the Tesla out, um, which it reignited out in the driveway. Um, 45 minutes after those flames um, were ex extinguished, the Tesla reignited again for a third time. And at one point, they were dumping uh, more than 600 gallons of water per minute. Just to put out the Tesla. 
Oh, yeah, that's that's insane. I mean, yeah. You so think for... about it. That, you think about it. That car itself. You're talking at least a master stream on it. Right. Well, here here's a good example. Uh, we dealt with this at a truck stop. Um, non-related to electric vehicles, but it has to relate to the batteries. So this truck had a ground issue. Um, is the reason why the truck caught on fire. We got there at a good response time. We put the fire out. We were standing around, and literally it reignited through the ground terminal. If you figure an electric car, all those batteries underneath that car are jumped in series all the way across. Mm -hmm. That is how you gotta. You have to cut every single one of them out to stop that electric flow. You can't just cut the main battery terminal that goes to the motors. You still have battery voltage. So right there in that term you have to deal with that voltage issue that voltage is always going to reignite so how do you, how do you as us being the the firefighters coming in and putting the fire out how do you deal with that not reigniting if you can't cut the main bat the main power I don't know. Supposedly Tesla has a thing out for fire departments. I'm trying to find where to where to find it. Um, all uh, everything I see though, all the fire departments are complaining. All it says is to use copious amounts of water. It doesn't say how to de-energize it or anything like that. All right. So, so basically, you use you use copious amounts of water. My problem is, and this you guys know this. Battery acid in general can reignite anything. Yeah. Under a certain temperature. If that car is off at 800 degrees, those batteries, what's the boiling point on a battery? Even a lithium battery. A lithium battery boiling point is 200 degrees. Yeah. That 200 degree mark can stay there constantly, especially when the box... Is contained. It's the same as us dealing with keeping a propane tank from blowing up. You have to keep it cool. Mm -hmm. If the if the battery is running in series and they're overheating constantly, and you can keep it cool, you're dumping severe how many gallons of water? You could be you could dump over eight thousand gallons of water on that, and say, oh, it's out. Leave the scene. Come back because the temperature of the batteries went back up because it's grounding itself out. If you take a positive terminal and a negative terminal and ground them together and let the battery sit there, this is off note, off topic, I have done it. That battery will go into a hot spell and explode. Mm -hmm. We did it in a controlled environment at the fire station. And I will tell you right now, that is a wicked, wicked sight. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Let's look at a Model uh, S emergency response guide. Let's see. And uh, while you were gone, we were talking about, Page you know, 24. like it, like it says, you know, dumping thousands and thousands of gallons on it. And I said, well, that's all great if you're either a municipality that has, you know, a actual hydrated water service. And you hit the plug and you have all the water you could ever need. But what happens if you're out and you know, there's not a plug anywhere near you because you have no hydrants in your district. You know, 3,000 gallons of water, that's, that is 
my first out engine and my tank. Alright, right here, and right, right from that, Tesla. I'm for help. Right from Tesla. So if a battery, just the battery catches fire, it can take between approximately 3,000 and 8,000 gallons of water applied directly to the battery. Which you can't so, get directly which you to can't the get battery. to because it's underneath. Correct. But so, they, they do have now a first responder cut loop. So there's a loop underneath where the hood would normally be for us to cut to de-energize it. Well, de-energize yeah, the car, batteries, not well, that. De-energize the car. The batteries could still feedback loop on themselves. See, and... what, what these brand companies need to think of is... So, like, when... I mean, I deal with it because I live... You know, where I worked, it was... A major mellow pot, you know, it was a big area, city and stuff. When you pull up to a building that has 19 flights of stairs, how do you get water to the top? You go Stand into the plug pipe. on the bottom and mm -hmm. it feeds water up and it feeds the sprinklers and it feeds everything else. Why can't they put a plug like that underneath the hood that takes a two inch coupler? Right? Yeah. Why can't they or, take or, 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 or it's you just open the cap and you just pour constant water down that hole? You know that that's a good that brings up a good point. I mean, because in an accident or whatever, you're gonna pop the hood on a car to take to um, cut your positive wire and de-energize it, de-energize the car anyway. Why not put a put a quick connect for a deuce and a half or something under there, so that way you can just shove water right on those batteries and cool them down. Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly like what I like I put a point across to the buildings. The buildings have plugs outside of them. Big buildings have plugs because on the staircases, the emergency staircases, you run up four certain flight of stairs, you can hook a three inch line into the plug on any on any flight from the stairs. Run in and take care of business, and booty boom, you're done and out. Why can't they build that on a car, an electric car? And, and remind you, this is only the Model S. This isn't even, you know, the cyber truck or whatever, you know, semi-trucks that are going to come out. Yeah, it's... It's... It sucks. It, it, it really does, because, you know... It's going to be... Oh, let's bring these up. Bring, it's going to be... Bring these out there. That's a really yeah. great idea. But... There's oh it's safe it's safe because it doesn't have gasoline and or diesel fuel so it's not going to explode. What about your batteries? It's going to be better for the environment. It's not going to leak anything. Okay. What happens to batteries when they get hot? They explode. When they explode, or casings melt or whatever. What happens to everything in those batteries? Yeah. It's shrapnel. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and get this. So now, not only do we have to worry about the cars, we also have to worry about all these charging stations getting put up everywhere, too. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, with those, it tells it's saying just treat it as a normal electrical fire. Um, cut, the, cut the juice and put it out. Exactly. 
Um, yeah, I this I'll share this website with you guys. I'll send it to you, but it's all all first responder information on all the Teslas. It's actually a pretty good website. Probably something I'm gonna tell both my fire chiefs about to make sure we get at least some of this information put in books on the truck because mm-hmm. we're, we're starting to get a lot of these. Or start having training on them. Make up your own training. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. what we did in the paid service. If there was no training out there for it, we we found a way to, to, to overcome and adapt it. We trained on it. Um, we when the, when the Priuses came out, Back in, I think it was 2010, 2009, somewhere around there, we we found a wreck on and brought it in and trained on it. Like we real life scenarios on, okay, what do we do when the batteries? Blah, blah, blah. And there's no really good way around it because even in those, the batteries are underneath. Correct. And just it's you you gotta the mindset in our in our industry is you have to overcome and adapt the problem because for the training to come out in counties and all the way across the United States is going to take years until either a one of us gets hurt and it goes back on the motor companies or two someone severely gets hurt not in our industry gets hurt working on one and has no way to shut it off Correct. like you said these power stations are going all over the place these power stations have, what was it? We we have a couple of them in town. Each power station has over, so they're combined two four sixty lines coming in. Oh Jesus! And it's three phase, and it adapts it down to whatever the three phase is running. So that three phase is being constant power and if that charging station catches on power that's like a big freaking transformer blowing up exactly what do you do you can't cut the power to that there's no breaker shutting that off and even the solar this is another thing we have problems with solar panels on houses um is the same thing we're dealing with the solar panels and batteries and everybody's going solar everybody's putting these batteries in the houses it's the same thing on house end too i mean if you really look at the problem it's all the way around the board on us and it's becoming more problematic because so i mean we deal i deal with that with this a lot and you guys are going to see it a lot now too you go to a house fire you got to cut into that roof that roof right yeah how are you going to make a vent hole when you when you've got when you've got solar panels all over in the way and it's not like you can just take a Axe to it and split it in half. Those things are pretty strong, right? You know, you're dealing with a whole other issue. So, I'm looking at this. This model. I would looking at the. Let's just. Let's just. Yeah, I'm looking at the emergency response on this Make a comment with that. I'll make a comment on that. If I have something like that in the way, I ain't taking an axe to it to begin with. Give me my K12. I'm just gonna chop it. Right. I'll fight you on that. K12 has a hard time even cutting through it. <laughs> even with a warthog blade? Yep, because we have warthog blades on all of ours, and we had a house fire where we had to get the... It was a three-peak roof, so it kind of, like, angled. 
So say it was the C, the BC corner, we had to vent. And the solar panels, how they're built, are meant to survive anything falling through them or cutting through them. And our blade, it played hell. And literally what we did is you, the guys went to the peak of the roof where it doesn't cap and started going down and putting the K-12 and cutting the braces that go into the roof and peeling them off. That's how bad it was. So you got to look at more time, material, and the manpower. Because how you, how do you get up on that roof if you don't have a ladder truck? You're not climbing across those solar panels. They're slippery as a creation. It's like ice up there on a right. dry day. And then the solar panels are hot on a sunny day. Right. You have to deal with the voltage that's going through them all. So you got to make sure you're cutting each individual line as you go. Mm-hmm. Because you, you have roughly 240 volts going through all those panels at once. Sorry, that would send you for a ride down the, down that thing if you got lit up by one. That's why they you can't cut through them. Because you oh, cut through them, you're, you're, getting that, you're getting that power back. And that where's that power go? What do, you, what do we say? You can't fight a freaking pole fire with water. Why? Nope. When the line's energized, why can't you do that? Same as with solar panels. You just can't cut right into the solar panel. Don, here's another interesting thing that I'm seeing here. So on these Teslas, there's only really two cut points. One is the B pillar, and then you got a spot right below the windshield or right above the windshield, but everywhere else on there you can't cut. The other problem with that is, so now we don't have a lot of areas we can cut, but those areas are also made of ultra high strength steel. That's their reinforcement. So now are we going to be able to cut into these cars? Yeah, because the jaws technology hasn't caught, hasn't kept up with it. Correct. But I'm I'm looking at a um, I'm looking at an article here from NBC News. Where, you know, the IHS is saying that by 2025, one in 10 cars could be, is going to be electric. Yeah. And if you, if you think of the amount of cars on the road today, and you take 10% of those cars, those hundreds of thousands of cars, or millions of cars... And you take 10% of those, I mean, and the number's just going to go up. So, looking at this, so if we happen to have a fire in a Tesla, not only do we have, you know, all the risks of the fire and the battery and stuff, but they run normal glycol coolant around the batteries to cool them so now we also have a hazmat issue because now we got on top of the battery acid battery acid and we got i was gonna say you have you have a hazmat issue right off the get-go with the battery acid right you know if the battery acid was leaking but we also now have antifreeze leaking everywhere so i read 
<clears throat> I just read something. I was look. I went to a fire website and put in a just a quick comment to see if there was a result. The result came back as there is, as of 2021, there has been over 35 vehicle fires, and three of them had three three percent of them have have been deaths. Um, quick iteration here. The only the three percent that have been deaths as it has been under un, under investigation for six to eight months of review, because there was no way for the firefighters to be able to put the fire out at a quick reasonable time, like they would be able to do in a gas automotive vehicle. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You have all these. You have all these vehicles that are that are out there, and oh, it's gonna save us money in the long run. Uh, for you know, we won't have to buy gas, and we won't have to take in the maintenance. Will be cheaper on them. Okay. But I'll be right back. Yep. But then you've got, you know. You're stuck in one of these things. We've got two places maybe we can cut. And you better hope that your antifreeze system is going to keep the batteries cold or else you're sitting on an IED. Yeah. Well, here's... Uh... Fourth, uh, fourth, fourth, fourth Street and 52nd Avenue is going to turn into Fallujah. And it hit a tree. Right. So here you go, rescue. And we'll, we'll we'll talk about this stuff later on in a in a hazmat thing. But right here says this release may include uh, volatile organic compounds, hydrogen gas, carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, particulates containing oxides of nickel, aluminum, lithium, copper, cobalt, and hydrogen fluoride. Dude. These things are just, they just sound like a whole good ball of fun, don't they? They do, which one of the main things that you need to make sure of, because I guarantee you, even even though it's an electric car, it's got magnesium in it anywhere. So all the old dogs in there, because I'm speaking to you, because I'm an old dog myself, and I'll be the first one to jump off the truck, grab a hound, and go to work but we got to take we got to make sure we don't skip a um we don't skip a step we've got to make sure we're we're packing up we got to make sure we're masking up because you know then all this stuff it's gonna kill us and if if people don't know with magnesium, if you hit that with water, you just became a sparkler. Oh yeah, it's pretty. It's super pretty. Very first time but you do it, it scares crap out of you. Not, though. <laughs> when you're not expecting it, and you're sitting there and you're dumping water into a car, and then you hit that mag, whew! Number one, shrapnel. Yes. Number two, pretty pretty lights. Very pretty lights. So, I just read a uh, number three 
you if that nice little burning burning magnesium gets on your gear it'll burn straight through it yep it's your gear is fire resistant well it's fire resistant but not acid proof correct so i just read a comment there's a guy that buys teslas that because tesla doesn't they want you to ship your car back to california he buys teslas he put a comment up to put a Tesla battery fire out, open where the plug port is, and rip the plug port out and dump water down the hole because it's in a tube that goes to the batteries. Oh, okay. There we go. That There's that makes, for the that, toolbox. That makes sense because you figure the plug, you rip that plug port out, and that is in a tube that goes right directly to the battery boxes. So... Everybody now, needs now, to figure out where that little... <laughs> now, little now on, the, on different Teslas, like the Tesla Model S, it's in the back left tailing. Mm. On other Teslas, it's up on the front fender. So you got to you know, really research and go on it and see which one it is and where it's at. Right. So here's something, too, because you were talking about you know, solar roof. So Tesla makes a solar roof as well. And thankfully, right here, it says traditional methods of extinguishment for structural fires may be employed on buildings with Tesla solar roof. So, as long as we get the power cut like normal, then it's just basically a structural fire. Well, you've got to make sure that you de-enter, that you take and that you cut any, cut the voltage coming from that because those solar panels will still create will still create voltage right so supposedly these have um supposedly they have like an emergency rapid shutdown system so if something happens they automatically shut down Supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. But that's like the emergency gas shut off on a car. Does that always shut off when you get hit, get in an accident? No. Yeah. And we'll bring... I'll touch on that for a second because I can. If you have a car that has one of those emergency gas shut off contraptions like I know for sure an 88 Ford Escort comes with one but it's expensive to replace when it goes bad and it's a lot easier to just jump those wires and just let it go So here's another one. I have not seen these yet, but the Tesla Power Walls. I'm sure bigger cities have them. Um, they're basically a big battery in a wall. Um, but what kind of caught my attention was it's saying fire crew should maintain 5 meters from a power wall, 10 meters from a power pack, and 20 meters from a mega pack. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. a long distance. So, 
So not ten, only do we wait, have- Wait, 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 hold on a minute. You said 10 meters? Yeah, five meters from a power wall, 10 meters from a power pack, 20 meters from a mega pack. Dude, 20 meters is like- Oh, uh, what is- the fire from the neighbors. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like fighting a fire from a freaking block over. <laughs> right? Look, are you kidding? Like, what am I supposed to do? Just sit there. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go the hazmat rule when I pull up. If it's in my if it's in my thumb range, it's, we're good. We're far enough away from it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, is that basically what you're telling me? Pretty much. Twenty meters is sixty-five feet. And Dude, for those sixty-five of you who feet. Not, for those of you who have not been blessed with that particular knowledge, they're talking about the hazmat rule of thumb. And yes. with the rule of thumb, if you pull up on a hazmat scene and you can see it, you grab the UN number, and then you put the truck in reverse and you put your thumb up in front of you and you back up to your thumb covers the scene and you're done. You're right. You call the no county longer, hazmat. No longer your problem after that. <laughs> you call the county hazmat. It's no longer there's not even a There's not a deck gun out there that can shoot 60, 65 feet away. No. Unless you have a smoothbore on it. And you are, I mean, and you would be pumping a ton of water. You would be pumping more than 4,000 gallons of water every two minutes. Right. You're better off taking, you're better off getting a freaking forestry, forestry chopper with one of those wildfire buckets on the bottom. No, you know what you're better off doing? Tuck and roll, put a... Uh, a three-inch line down with a freaking um, smoothbore on it, staple it to the ground, and keep on driving. <laughs> right? So they're basically saying, let the bitch burn, is what yeah. they're saying in a nice way. Pretty much. So now, so now, given that new information, not only are, not only are we driving around with gigantic IEDs under us, in an electric vehicle, but we have shape charges in our walls. Awesome. Right. So you said it's 65 feet. So it's three quarters of a football field in most away yeah. from me. Yep, exactly. That, 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 that's insane. There, like I said, there is not, I mean, there probably is. I, I know my hard deck gun on If you use the, you know, the, the aerial... You could probably hit it because the aerial's roughly. It's a 125 foot aerial. So if you put that stick straight out and straight down and straight over to it, you would be almost far enough away. Yeah, ours is. Ours is a 100 foot tower. So we could. We could go up because ours has the elbow in the middle. So we could bend it and go out that other 50 feet. Uh, we could probably do it. Yeah, but you're, you you got to look at where where are you going to be standing to see it? Uh, and how, you, putting that yeah. stick straight out and down low and shooting water straight out of it. That's mm -hmm. a lot of back pressure and a lot of pressure on that stick. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a football field away. You're looking at it through binoculars. Like I said, hazmat. <laughs> yep. I mean, you guys are talking about okay, where would you position your aerial? And our aerial has this, and our aerial has that, and I'm like, 
Y'all be rich. But here's my other question. Okay. You have to. You, you got to be that far away. Exactly. Here I'm going with that question. You don't have an aerial. How far can your smoothbore with your truck at not an upgraded version like we have 2021s or 2022s and or 2023s that are coming out that have bigger pumps and all that stuff on them? How what's the GVW on your pump? Can you make a smoothbore shoot 65 feet away in a straight line? Probably not. No goddamn way. <laughs> not uh, a chance depends. in hell. If so it, how it do they expect? The 20, it was the 2014 Metro junk we have. Um, that would probably catch fire just trying to pull prime. But our 91 International FMC with the hail high pressure pump, that might do it. But it would be screaming its goddamn brains out trying. Yeah. There is something wrong with that picture why they would want you 65, 65 feet away from that thing. So here, here back to the, um, the voltage. Um, the Tesla Roadster, normal voltage, 366.3 volts. Maximum voltage, 420 volts. That could kill you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh but, and, you know, that's stuff that we should be cautious and stuff about. But, again, I'm going to take, I'm going to throw us old dogs into it. You pull up on an accident and there's somebody trapped inside a car. What's your first instinct? Start cutting. I'm grabbing my tools. I'm going to work. Yeah. Yeah, now we got to sit there and think about it. Sorry, I don't think. I do. Right. Uh, yeah, I just. So there needs to be more awareness around this. Because oh, I, I said, if there's a. I'm going to look it up and we're going to come back to this in the next couple of podcasts. I'm going to look it up and research even the house charging systems. Because I, I know what they run to see if anybody. I mean, I personally have only dealt with one in my career. Um, I've dealt with multiple, you know, electric cars, but they weren't on fire. They were just people trapped. But, you know, we knew we had to play it safe when we got on it. But like I said, there's no there's no training out there for this that there should be training. And if there was training for this, they should be giving it to firefighters. I mean, they should. The more electric cars, I mean, you got electric pickup trucks coming out now, like F 150s. Yeah. You know, they're coming out I with their new fully electric truck. That thing will, it's it's a full house generator to power your house on wheels that you can drive. Right. You tell me how much voltage is coming through that because to power my house where I'm at, I have a 200 amp service. 200 amps. Oh, yeah. That that truck that truck can power a 200 amp service with no problem. There's a problem. Right. That's a lot of voltage in that truck to go wrong on us. Right. Uh -huh. So, NFPA does have an alternative fuel vehicle class. But how much of that alternative fuel uh, vehicle class is that they offer? How much does that? 
touch on electronic vehicles. Uh, it you says know. it meets NTSB's recommendations as of now. Okay. And I'll ask you again, how much how long do you think they actually cover that for? I don't know. It's 26 bucks and I, I just yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean we've all been we've all been to, you know, the small volunteer stations or something like that where, you know, they take they take a eight hour OSHA course and they condense it down to like three minutes. You see something, say something. Got it? Good. Alright. Now let's go fight fire. Right. So right here, um, on NFPA's thing, as of right now, there's over 35 alternative fuel vehicle manufacturers. More than yeah, people that, even know. That's not, just, that's not just electric vehicles, though. That's the E85 ethanol. Oh, yeah, all of it. You know, the other stuff. All the other nasty stuff that we have. Mm-hmm. So here, here's one right here. We're talking about the semi trucks, right? Thomas built bus line or buses have a an electric bus that they started building last year. No. So we're talking about school buses are electric. Oh Jesus! Please let my children never be in one of those. <laughs> right. IED is not fun for the whole family. Right? Because you get into an accident with the bus and for some reason you can't get out. Which, I mean, it would take some doing. To be uh, to be fair, I used to drive school bus. There is a lot of ways to get the hell out of a bus. But... Like we were saying, if you can't keep those batteries cool, what are they going to do? They're going to explode. Yeah. And where do they normally put them? On the bottom of the vehicle, under the floorboards. So they basically turn the car to a rolling IED. I'm going to tell you right now, F-150s are through... What did I see? They're through... Half underneath the bed and half underneath the cab. Yeah. These buses, this is crazy. I mean. Sorry, I ain't putting my kid on a bus full of batteries. Uh, this is saying yeah. right here. Even after you disconnect all of the HV components, which there's one, two, three things you have to pull for the high voltage, you have to wait for five minutes for it to discharge the power. Well, there's another thing. Be discharging them. How do you discharge free underneath a Tesla? There's 24 batteries, I think. Yeah, so basically the whole floor pan. Basically. So how are you discharging those? And you know, you're waiting five minutes. Okay. What's five minutes in our life? That's a long time. Right? Five minutes is... Five minutes, their five minutes is 20 minutes on us. Yeah. You know what that actually reminds me of? 
How many of us remember when they first started coming out with airbags and vehicles? Do you know what the you know what the de-energizing time for that airbag was when they when the airbags first came out? You cut the line and you had five minutes minimum before your system was de-energized. Now it's like what thirty seconds? Yeah. yeah. Airbag. They changed the airbag design. Airbags need a. So if you like, so we like remember how they say if you cut through the a pillar, you set the airbag off. It's because yeah. you're grounding it. So that's why they always we've always trained our guys. If you're going to take an a pillar, b pillar, or c pillar, you always pull the plastics and find the airbag wires. Cut each individual wire, get them out of the way, peel them back, and then cut. Yes, it's another step, but it's better than an airbag going off on you because those airbags, I'll tell you right now, will scare the living shit out of you. Not to mention whatever those airbags are coated with. I mean, there are people who get like, it's like an airbag burn from whatever powder they have packed in the airbag so they don't stick together. I had that happen in North Carolina. Wow. So now I'm also looking. Uh, Freightliner has um, their box vans, kind of like UPS trucks, that are all electrical now. Well, the, even the mail service is going to an electric truck. Yeah. Here, here's Kenworth. What do they have that's... Oh, uh, so they're box vans as well. Six hundred and fifty volts. Fuck you! Let the bitch burn. <laughs> exactly. Rule of thumb. Sorry, little Timmy, you're not getting your Christmas present this nope. year. Nope. Yeah. And do you think? Do you think these manufacturers send any kind of notice out? To anybody to let them know what all this, all the, all the specs on her and this shit. No, we no, have to learn no. it by ourselves. No, no. Of course oh, not. I mean, we're all firemen here. How many of you got? How many firemen? Uh, anybody who's a fireman who's listening to this, I, I'm, I'm go to either firefighter dad's page or my page rescue gaming. Let us know how many of you guys have actually had a car manufacturer send you a book saying, hey. This is our nasty shit in our electronic vehicle. Be careful. Nope. Not. I've never seen one. Okay. Here's another danger. Danger one. This isn't a, an electric vehicle. This is a, a Nova bus. Compressed natural mm. gas. Hmm. Now, see, I did, I did do a class on the compressed natural gas. Because um, there used to be a um, a staging point for the trailers was in the next town over from me. It's not there now, but the CNG um, the CNG dis- distributor um, next gen or whatever it's called that has the trailers mm-hmm. and their trucks also run on. The, the compressed natural gas. Um, they actually put on a very decent class. I mean, it was about four or five hours, but they showed us everything. How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you do that? 
That's nice. Here we go. Here's another another Nova bus, all electrical. 630 volts. That is going to spark you to Jesus. <laughs> that's that's a good way for you to beat him for sure. That makes you a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not the original recipe either. You're extra crispy. That's extra crispy. Very extra crispy. Let's see what's this one. Ah, here's another one. Another bus. Oh, this is a, ha, <laughs> there you go. This is a high voltage plus hydrogen. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> oh, there's only two pages. It doesn't tell you anything. Oh, that's good. Get off the bus. Run. Which direction? Run. I don't care. Just I'll run. I'll tell you right now, with being a deputy chief, being in the service for how long I have and dealing with a lot of crap. I mean, six years I've been a deputy chief and just retired on it. And I'll tell you right now, there is not a day in my mind where I would be sitting at my desk and there wouldn't for something new that would come out. In, so, like, say, we we do have electric buses that run through the town. Mm -hmm. You think they would send me the specs on them and how to shut them down if they're one's got a major incident or something? Nope. I don't have to no. get on that. I just went back through my files. On my emails for work. There is nothing in there. So how am I supposed to attack this? Mm -hmm. You know, how am I supposed yeah. to protect my guys? Because it's my responsibility as a deputy chief. Those guys are going home to their family. Same as in the volunteer service. You you guys are on my truck or I'm taking care of you guys on scene. I'm gonna make sure you're going home to your family. Right. If that bitch is on fire and I know it's all electric, I'm pulling you guys back. Let the bitch burn. We'll right. deal with it. We'll deal with the cleanup. You know, because I'm not putting my guys at that risk. With 650 some volts coming out of a truck. Yeah. No, you're good. You guys, you guys can uh, hang back. We'll just sit here and drink coffee and eat donuts and watch the bitch burn. Maybe rock, you know, try to roast some marshmallows from a distance. Yeah. So, and, so this bus I'm looking I at. I was an assistant chief for three years. And, you know, that's the, that's the thing. In, in that kind of a command position, and you're dealing with these threats, I mean, especially on the volunteer side, how hard it is for us to have to get new volunteers in the door. I mean, my current department, we've got 13 people on the rolls, roughly eight of them that are active, and at any given time, the truck will roll with two to three people because we just don't have the numbers. And I'm not going to put those guys out there. I'm not going to put my guys out there when it's something like that. Uh-uh. Right. That's yeah. a risk versus benefit right there. Yeah. So this bus that I'm looking at, in the back of the bus, they have the high-voltage box directly below the pressurized hydrogen storage. So what happens if this voltage box, tick, tick, box sparks? <laughs> oh, so the IED is underneath the fuel tank. That is 
awesome. So that that's that's where you put your you put your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> right. What, what what is that? Is that the Jeff? Is that the new Jeff Bezos rocket to Mars or something? Yeah, basically, basically that's the driver of the truck. If something happens, he's literally just gonna put his head between his legs and kiss his ass goodbye. Because there, there's not there's not a damn thing he can do. No. That's. Uh... Jeez, I, I'm now even more scared of looking at this stuff now. Yeah, because it's not like you're finding anything better. The more you dig, it just gets worse. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse, right? Huh. And like I said, this is the problem that we have nowadays is they're not keeping the fire services up to date on all this stuff now yeah. like this is off top of electric stuff but brush fires house fires um marine rescue there is so many classes and so many swift water programs and brush brush programs out there to keep everybody updated i mean i'm nationally certified i can go anywhere in the whole united states for brush calls for swift water calls if i got called to iowa for something i'd be i get called in i'm there you know right. pay sucks but i'm there you know what i mean it, it's the same as this stuff why can't the dealerships have a program the dealership the, the building company for these vehicles have a program out there saying this is what you would need to do if this vehicle caught on fire and this is what happened because right. that's the problem because we're going to go into it blind and somebody's going to get hurt. Especially like you just found a box truck that has 640 bolts coming out of it. I got a better one for you. Now here's, go ahead with your better one. How, how, many, how many of you have garbage trucks there? Everybody. A shit ton. Mm-hmm. Mac is making an electric garbage truck of 738 volts at 110 amps. Good. I'm going to go to the Mac dealership because they're only 10 minutes from my fucking house, the building plant. And I'm going to ask them how I fucking can fight this shit. <laughs> right? Well, see, here's the thing. Most I'll do a live video and then we'll just do a walk around the plant and see. Yeah. Most of the, most of these manufacturing companies, and it's also, it's been a trend in the fire service, especially if you've been in it as long as we have. Um, we're not very proactive. We're a lot more reactive. And a lot of the, a lot of these problems we're bringing up, if, I mean, it's only three of us talking to them and how many ever of you guys are listening, but, you know, it's going to come to, it's going to come down to either somebody's going to say, Hey, we got to let these guys know now before there's an issue, or it's going to be. Oh shit! We've killed three thousand people responding to calls over the past two years because there's stuff out for this. You know, we might want to do that. Right. My thing is, they're making a trash truck that's electric. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Experience. How many trash truck fires have you been on? I've been they're on both a couple. They suck. And I used to, I used to work in garbage, 
But I'm just saying, a, a trash truck catches on fire. What are you going to do with a trash truck that has 700 and some odd, or 800 and some odd volts going through it? That whole fucking truck is electrified at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and that's that's if it's a fire in somewhere like your the um, the actual truck itself. What happens if it's the stuff in the hopper that catches fire? I mean, the trucks are not airtight. I can tell you that because I used to work on them. Right. You know, I used to take and I used to run around and collect garbage. No shame in it. Put food on the table for my family. But those trucks are not airtight. They're not even. They're not watertight. So, and you figure how many tons? A typical garbage truck. I'm talking just you know rear load split pack. You pack out at about eight tons of garbage. Compacted. Jeez. What happens if what happens if that catches fire? I mean, yeah, you can offload it off the truck. It takes a minute, but you're not going to get it out unless you have something to come pick through it. Right. And and that's a whole nother mess. I just see that being a bigger problem. Uh huh. Yeah, well, the fact that they're moving a, a box truck too. The fact that they're moving forward with all these electric vehicles, and there's none of the safety training to the first responders as to what you need to do. Right. I mean, that's a huge issue. Here's the thing is like what's going on right now. I mean, you got to look at the fire training in general. I know for a fact that I, a couple of volunteers just went through it to get through fire one. When I went, it was only like 67 hours. Now it's close to almost 200 hours of fire training because they keep getting all this nonsense to it and this is going to be one of them this is going to take up three to four days of book book time and three to four days of field time once they figure it out because the nfpa is going to say yep these guys need to be excuse me need to be trained on this right yeah and and, and that's that's deterring more volunteers to get into the business to fight help out their volunteers out because you're never going to get them I'm telling you right now, at 186 hours of volunteer, just to be a volunteer to fight fires, yeah, but people come in and they're like, oh, 186 hours? Screw that. Yeah, and those people are norm- uh, those people already are working, you know, one to two jobs, and they're trying to spend time with their families and stuff, and then we're asking them to go do hundreds of hours of training. I mean... Everybody in essentials gets a car, gets, you know, car fires or, you know, IFO or firefighter one or whatever they call it nowadays. But even then, after that, you've got to take and you've got to do your, you know, your fire two, your survival and all this other stuff. There's a lot of training that goes into the fire service. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you. 
and firefighter dad, but vehicle fire training, vehicle rescue in general is 92 hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On top I of the 186 to... hours for regular fire one that you need to have for vehicle rescue. Yeah, I've done... Well, I did the... I did the... We touched on car fires at... On fire one. Because you don't basically run through it. They just be like, okay, we're going to throw some bales of hay in the trunk and inside the car and light it with a flare and just put it out. Right. And that's basically your car fire training. Okay, then you get your... You have auto extrication. You have advanced auto extrication. And then you've got to take and you've got to do... You know, they... You did like three, four years. Good night. And then like three, four years, you've got to go back and take another advanced auto extrication class or sit in on the car fire night of a fire one just so that way you can try to figure out new techniques and you still don't get it all. Right. I mean, this goes with electric vehicles it also goes with you know extrication um it was a uh call that we had and we had actually done some training on it and somebody had actually saw a video on it first but a car upside down and you've got limited access to the sides and you can't, you know, manhandle your patients out too much. How do you get them out? If you don't have, if you don't have, if you don't know, I mean, if you haven't trained, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, what we did was we laid the patients on the roof of the car that sat on the ground. We stabilized the the car, and we cut the pillars on the side. Because we could get to the pillars, we just couldn't get the doors open. And then we turned the roof into a sled and pulled them out. Ah, okay. That would work. It does work, but it's. <laughs> but how are you gonna do? How are you gonna do that with an electric car with a solar roof? Exactly. Now, yeah. now with the electric vehicles, you've got this. You've got your solar roof stuff and all your other, you know, wires and gadgetry that's sitting on your pillars. Right. What about? What if they take and what if? I don't think there's a car out there out there that has them I think they're still all conventionals but what happens if they take and they make this futuristic car with gold wing doors that you're hinged at the top um tesla they do it tesla has the rear doors already like that yep do they yep tesla model x yep oh They just love to add more heaping piles of shit on top of the shit we already have, don't they? (sighs) 
And I bet, and I bet those gold wing doors they pin on each side, don't they? Uh, yeah, they pin right dead smack in the middle of the roof. Yeah, on both sides. Yep. Well, yeah, that's where that's where your hinge is. Now, what about your lock pins? I bet you they're on each. There's one on each side. Let's see here. Your latch pin. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to load it up again. I mean, I mean, we could sit here and we could talk for hours. Yes. About extrication. Extrication is a different night. Extrication and, you know, what we'd have to, the, well, the challenges that we have, that we have on top of, let's say, a challenging extrication and now we've got an electric vehicle, which we can't be trained on because there is no training for it and not even any booklets for it. They just say, if it's on fire, drown it. Yeah. Okay, so if it's on fire, what what we're going to do is we're going to take, we're going to have somebody come up with a, with a, with, you know, a sky crane helicopter, latch onto it and just dump it in the lake. Yeah, because the only way we're gonna put it out is just putting it in water. Basically, it, it says don't do that, but yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Well, Removing yeah, the Falcon I mean, wing door. Twenty-eight. That I saw in one. I saw in one thing. Twenty-eight thousand gallons of water. They use. They're talking like two hundred gallons a minute. Yeah. To dump on one of these things. That's turning your gutters or the sides of of your municipal streets to rivers and creeks. Oh, so you just to, got a ton of water. To answer your question there, Rescue, uh -huh. the latch is dead center in the bottom of the door. Oh, well, that makes it easier. Yeah. Oh. How, oh how no. does it? How does no, it, it, no, no, it doesn't. How does it well, make it, it easier when you got a down there? Exactly. So, how's it making it easier? Because how are you going to get a halogen in there, and then how are you going to get your spreaders down at the bottom part of the door to pop the hinge? You're going to sit there. You're going to try to take and use your use your halogen to give you a purchase point. Use your spreaders or your cutters, and all the time you're working around the bottom of this car that's filled with batteries that are going to explode because you press them and they ground out and freaking loop or oh, wonderful you thing. might as well just put the car on its side and then spread the door open get it open and then put it back on its wheels well yeah all right so there is a way to do it without power there's uh no i mean you have to be inside the car uh, so you can't even do it it's inside the speaker it, grill it, so that does no it good for us. It's it sounds like it's one of those things where you know, you got two idiots staring at a bomb and they're looking at each other, going red wire, blue wire. I don't know. <laughs> blue well, wire. Everything I'm saying, don't cut the orange wire. 
That's the spicy. That's the spicy wire. That's the spicy meatball wire. That's yeah. the spicy wire. But looking at this, looking at this door, to answer your question, rescue is, if you could get in where the B pillar is, you could peel back that door enough to get a cutter in there and cut the hinge, or cut you know cut the the latch. All right. Basically, I'd be playing the song coming up to the car. Time to do some sketchy shit. <laughs> that's Papa's. That's Papa's newest thing. Time to do some sketchy shit. Do da. Hope yeah. I get away with it. Yeah, because I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah, you could peel that back. But that's a lot of that's that's and with the way that the the way they're they're all made out of aluminum. So when you start peeling back, what's happening? You're peeling back layers like an onion. Yeah, pretty Mm -hmm. much. I mean, it's just how many people you're gonna take, and we all we're gonna sit there and we're gonna have our spreaders and we're gonna sit there try to peel back. And it's going to come off in layers. The layers are going to split. We're going to have, you know, like this little thin, like, can line thing. And we're just going to get sick and tired of it and just be like, <laughs> well, I guess we're going to fuck around and find out. And grab, the, give me the, give me the cutters. And go after this bitch from the bottom. Basically. Because you know we're all going to be there. This, yeah. Just like um, these these BMWs that are all electric, the whole floor pan is the battery. There's your i6 there, Papa. Yeah, this is basically. I, yeah, i3 and i8. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much. And I3s, you got to remember, I3s are a small little car. Yeah, super small. That's like that's like dealing with a, what do they call those? Um, smart smart car. Yeah. <laughs> the little tykes cars for grown-ups. Yes, it is. At least the X6s, at least they're in the trunk. Well, underneath the trunk, but at least they're there. Well, yeah, but they're easy to get to because, like I said, they're in they're in the trunk. You can you can lift the back hatch and get to the bot, get to there. There's a quick. I know in an I six, there's a quick a quick disconnect for it. All right, here's two cars I had no idea were going electric. Actually, there's a few of them. Um, the Buick LaCrosse and the Buick Regal. I didn't know those were going electric. I didn't realize Buick was still making a car. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought Buick went the same way as Pontiac. Um, yeah, I mean those. Here's another one, Cadillac CT6. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. They're they're more of a hybrid. They're a plug-in hybrid, but the whole trunk is a lithium-ion battery. 
Now, just imagine the the trunk is the battery. You yeah. get rear-ended, what happens? Hmm. Battery is going <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> You're so getting Escalade, rear-ended. Escalade has battery, is hybrid now. Wow, oh, 08 to 13 was hybrid. And those are <laughs> those are right. So if you don't like your kids rescue, you put your put them in an Escalade in the middle row. That's all batteries under them. I don't know. I'm more like a. I'm more liking the, the like in the whole you know trunk pan is nothing but a gigantic battery. You get some some Yahoo who's aggressively driving up the turnpike or something, and ends up slamming into you, or somebody who you know, is. Taking a taking a a selfie for their Snapchat story while they're driving, they slam into you, compress the batteries, the batteries go boom. <laughs> oh, where's the family? Over there, over there, and up there. Uh, right. Here's another uh, one I, I for would you. like a I would like a I would like a button that's called ejecto cuz. <laughs> so when they I, I see them coming and they're gonna hit me, I just hit ejecto and shoot me out the side of the car, and then I don't have to worry about it. I rather I, deal with the I rather deal with the injuries of getting blown off the blown out the side of the car by myself <laughs> and landing on my shoulders instead of getting blown up by batteries. Dude, well, here, here's another I just, one have for an, you. I just I have an awesome idea. The Chevy you take, Equinox. You have these cars that have the battery banks and stuff in the back it's like it's like the airbag system when you get hit in the back every every seat that's got weight on it automatically just freaking ejecting canopy and whoosh down done yeah so here here's another one for you guys the chevy equinox in the front of it um, let's see, the year is 07 and 08. Half, there's a big tank, half of it hydrogen, the other half high voltage battery. Tick, In tick, boom. How many times do I got to say it? Uh, well, uh, it's well, a ticking time bomb. It no, is absolutely. literally a ticking time bomb. Well, I mean, come on, it's, it, it's a bow tie. Is it really a truck? Well, okay. <laughs> but what happens if okay say you get this car for your teenager right they like to go fast what happens if they hit, hit a speed bump too hard right they're going they bottom out the car. they're gonna they're gonna go flying <laughs> gone what happened? I hit a speed bump. I wasn't paying attention, and before I knew it, the car was somersaulting. <laughs> right. I was in orbit. I don't know what happened. Well, see, see, see. There's the other. There's the other thing. I hit a. I hit a speed bump. Okay, you hit a speed bump and scrape up in that battery box underneath the car. What's happening? Yeah. You're leaking battery acid. You're. You're not keeping charge. That thing better be you're made leaking. out of some really good steel that can take abuse. Not to mention you're leaking the ethylene glycol that, or the antifreeze that's keeping the, your battery the, system cold. The coolant. Yep. You're leaking your coolant out, which means whatever batteries you didn't puncture are now going to overheat. And right? what happens when they overheat? You are driving an IED. Yes, you are. 
There you go. You got some some um, Ferraris that are hybrid. Well, there's that full uh, Porsche that's hybrid too. Yeah. I think it's the Porsche Carrera. Uh, yes. It's, full, it's fully electric. Yep. I haven't even gotten down there. I'm just in the F's. <laughs> so here you. So here again. Now we're getting into Italian or foreign supercars, and they're coming electric. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen? It's people who have too much too much money and not enough common sense. And oh, we're going to take go fast chances and yeah you're taking out a city block yeah I, I don't get these people oh. I'm gonna tell you right now I'll keep my gas car as long as I can I don't care if gas prices are $7 a gallon I am keeping it amen to that here you, here you go Papa you're gonna love this one. Oh boy Gillick passenger bus Allison transmission, 900 volts. Yeah, well, guess what? That bitch can just sit there and burn. <laughs> right? Yeah. 900 volts. Nope. Yeah, that's a whole lot of nope. Yeah, you're gonna catch me cutting into that thing. <laughs> you ever see? You ever see the TikTok video? The guy's going, "Nope." Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. That's gonna be me. Gonna do? Nope. We're gonna go. Nope. We're gonna back up until our thumb covers the bus, and then we're gonna call dispatch and go, "Hey, um, have the have a the next town shut this road down. Tell them yeah. to use rule of thumb." Yep, and have the tow truck sit with us until this thing's done. <laughs> right. Let's see. Now we're into Hondas. There's lots of Honda hybrids. But yeah, you've got to take, and you've also got to, you know, let's say you've got these buses or garbage trucks or whatever, these high voltage ones that, you know, can take out. Crap in orbit when it explodes. It happens. One of those catches fire. Now you've got in, uh, you know, urban area. Now you've got to evacuate. How many city blocks? Yeah. I mean, it's well, not like you're in a rural setting like where I'm at. <laughs> we'll just put it out in Jim Bob's field. It'll be all right. But, so there's also that issue, too. Think about where I'm at and how many brush fires we get. And there are severe brush mm. fires. You get one of these burning, right. sets hillside on fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's like, the, that's like these, um, these... Obviously, so I, I got a com the, um... I got a comment from a friend sitting near me, and Rescue knows who that is. Um, and I just asked him what he what he would do if an electric car burned, and I told him how much water that Tesla said we had to put on it. You know what he just said to me? Let the motherfucker burn. Yeah. Right. And then I said, let Hazmat deal with it later. Exactly. 
Well, that's just like when we were going through some hazmat stuff and uh, the semi-trucks for Walmart came up as part of that because you never know what they're carrying. Walmart actually has told people if one of their trucks is on fire, let it burn. It is cheaper for them to lose that than it is to have it uh, have the fire extinguished. That yeah, doesn't but, surprise me. But somebody's going to see a burning semi trailer, and they're just going to call it a, call us to it anyway. Right. Oh, yeah. So but, I mean, we're when it comes to this, um, when it comes to these uh, electric vehicles, at the point we're at right now. You know, emergency service-wise, we are poorly trained and poorly equipped to deal with these these disasters when they do occur. Because, you know, I I don't want to be anywhere near it. And like Papa said, he's just going to put his thumb up back the truck up until the thumb covers it and call hazmat. Right. I'm literally going to go back 65 feet and watch it burn. <laughs> there you go. So those... Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. 60... 66 feet and watch it burn. <laughs> right. So He's those local get, buses uh, that I was talking about rescue? 60. What was that? Lithium-ion batteries. What? Has 60 lithium-ion batteries? The, the Nova bus. Yeah, you know what? I'm going 166 feet away from that. <laughs> I'm going 200 feet away going. from that. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the next county over. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, there there's a whole bunch of Porsches now that are electric. It's not even funny. Uh, yeah, just, I, I'm, I, I'm going to ask County when I, when anytime they, they send me this, say it's a car fire. I'm like, is it an electric car fire? And if they say yes, we'll be like, okay, we'll be there. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, we're not going to be right there, but we're going to be in the area. <laughs> we're, we're, we got to, we got to stop and get some lunch. Cause this is going to be a long afternoon. Nobody call on scene. You'd be like, oh, I can see it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I just... The more and more I'm looking at this stuff, the more and more I don't like. <laughs> Isn't that par for the course with it? With I, anything I, I, that didn't even have, I didn't even have to look at down? it. I didn't even have to look at it. I just... When we said the topic was going to be this tonight, I said, oh, great. This ought to go freaking well. Yeah. Well, it's like almost anything in the fire service. <laughs> and yet something like this that's going to catch us with our pants down. The more we look into it, the more we realize we shouldn't freaking be there to begin with. Right. Yeah, and more and more I'm going, shit, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing when it comes to this. Not good. Like I said, 
Put your thumb up and say, yep, that's good enough for me. Good enough <laughs> for me. Uh, another another awesome hydrogen high-voltage tank on a bus. Hydrogen high-voltage tank. That, is, that does not call for rule of thumb. That calls for rule of telescope. <laughs> if you right. can see it without using a telescope, you're too close. That's called rule. That's called. That's called rule of thumb. I'm gonna be three counties over now. Right. <laughs> Wait for the mushroom cloud, right? <laughs> I don't even want to see the mushroom cloud. I'm gonna be in the building three counties over, just enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> the ground's gonna shake a little bit, and Papa's gonna look up from playing zombies, probably with me. He'll be, be like, like, "Ah, crap! What the hell was that?" Oh. Crap! I know what that was. Uh, I'll be back. That was a school. That was a bus. I gotta go exploding. see how big the crater is. I gotta measure it. <laughs> right. And whoever's listening to this, and who will be listening to this down the road, this is not what actually is gonna happen in real life. As us being firefighters, we will be there to support as much as we can. This oh, is just outrageous stuff that we think of because the point is, if this actually happens. It, you have to put a mindset to keeping your people safe. If I have to evacuate an area because I think it's unsafe, it's getting evacuated, and I will deal with the blown-up hole in the middle of it later. Exactly. That's like if you look at if you look at major truck fire on 78 in New Jersey, we were on that, and we were trying to shut the highway down because it was a fuel tanker. And I will tell you right now, that was the most scariest thing driving around in my deputy chief's vehicle and looking that up and trying to tell people because you could see the plume of smoke and going, if this thing explodes, there's going to be a crater in, in the center of that highway. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no doubt for those of you who are not firefighters who are listening to this later on, you know, the tones drop, we get on the and we show up. What this is really doing is this is underlining that we don't have the resources and there isn't the training right now for this stuff. And this is all of us going, <laughs> shit, what are we going to do? Yeah. We're still going to be there, but we ain't going to have a clue. We're going by the seat of our pants. Exactly. Yeah, we have no idea. That about that about sum that up, Papa. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I was trying to see here. Um, let me see here. Um, I was trying to see how many hours it is for your basic firefighting. But I can't. It's not giving that to me. No, that's because it it's not called Fire One or Essentials anymore. It's called IFO. Yeah. Interior Fire Operation. 
Well, they're calling it essentials now, right? No. They call it IFO. Oh. They used to call it essentials. Then it was Firefighter 1. That's right. Because there's actually two classes. There's BFO, which took which take takes the place of scene support, and there's IFO, which takes the place of Firefighter 1. But with the training of it, I mean, I'm not sure with where you're at, uh, Firefighter Dad, or even with Papa, who's on the same side of the country as me, just in a different state. Um, you know, it's... They've pushed off a lot of the, some of the hands-on stuff to the stations to do. Well, we're having staffing issues to begin with and trying to get somebody to come to the firehouse on a non-meeting or non-training night. And now you've got, let's say you have two, three people who want to go through IFO. You know, now they have to take and they got to get a hold of their station training officer or somebody who knows the stuff or remembers it because let's put it this way sometimes your station training officer may not remember the basics without a brush up. Yeah. But, you know. Well, boys, the. To wrap this up, I think here is doing this, learning, or looking into it. I really have no idea what the hell I'm doing when it comes to, electric, to EV cars at all. Yeah. Bases, basically. Oh, no, and I'll, um, I'll do a little bit more research. As I said, I have the Mack truck dealership near me, and I know a couple people that work there. And I will uh, do a little bit more research, and we'll come back on this topic in a next yeah. couple rounds and kind of see if we have a different you know motive of attack and see what they say you know as me being a firefighter and I can bring something to the page at least if they can give me some literature on it we can bring it up and show people what they recommend I mean 4,000 gallons of water on a Tesla that is not going to happen sorry but not I right mean, away especially from a rural department no and all I got to say is to anybody that's a firefighter that's listening to this and can learn something off of this, just don't go in with the mindset that you're going to save the world with trying to put an electric car out. It's not going to happen. You can put as much foam on it as you want. You can do all that. It's the process of keeping the battery cool. So it's like a, I said, as me being a deputy chief, if I would have come up on a scene like that, I would ask for tankers beyond tankers because to keep that cool why my guys are working is my main concern the bottom line is is that you know these vehicles are out there they're growing in number and the resources and the training to handle this is just not there yet and for those of you who are firefighters someplace where you've got one of these dealerships that have the um, that have the electronic vehicles or if you happen to live by where there's a manufacturing plant where they have them go over there talk to somebody or or have one of your higher up officers go over there talk to somebody try to get the information because 
this is going to be the next big thing that kills us. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to, um, I got training, uh, both my departments this week and I'm going to, I'm going to talk to the chiefs. I have now from NFPA, the whole entire PDF on, on EVs. And it has every single possible make and model right now. And it, you know, has the education plus the firefighting stuff on it. And we just, you got to train more on it. Well, like I, like I said, I say, if you have um, a local junkyard near you, see if they have a um, Prius that you can train on. That they want to donate it for you guys to train. Because at least you guys can take pieces apart slowly and see what every, where everything is located. To get your your department's mindset on where that stuff is, they're they're not all going to have Teslas, but I'm just saying a Prius is a good start to see where that's at. And I've done that with my local departments, my volunteer departments. I've done it with my paid department. We've gotten Tesla. I mean, we've gotten Priuses and tear, literally tore them apart outside, tore the plastics off the door panels, looked at everything, tore the seats out, carpet out, seeing where all the power cables are, so it, you can get your mindset on where that's at. So train for it always train for the worst is what i tell everybody if you don't train uh, for the worst it's not it's never going to happen and i'm going to add to that if you do do that if you get yourself a prius or you know by some fate of good fortune you get one of those electric vehicles that you can actually you know tear apart and look at Document your steps, take pictures, put together a PowerPoint or something, and then pass it out to as many fire companies you can. Tell them to pass out copies of it. Because if you're doing the training on it, help get the training out there. So that way people have some kind of idea. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if it is going, if we do end up getting a big fire. It's going to take more than just our department. It's going to take others. And so we all need to be trained and training us up together so we can all play together. Or train your department so when another department comes in, you at least have someone there that can say, hey, you need to be careful of this, this, and this. Your officer that's in charge of that scene can say, hey, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. I need you to do this. I need, you know. That's why you do what you do. I mean, because like our departments, our volunteer departments are close by. They're close together. They're in a five-mile range from each other. Firefighter Dad, I don't know how far they are from you. Rescue, I know how the next, how far the next department is to train with. I mean, you've got distance. But if you train your department, you can always on scene say, hey, we've trained on this. We know what we're doing let us run it. You just follow lead and we can go from there. And it works out. Like I say, it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, at the very least, you know, even if you can't get all of your your regular members, all of your members there to train on it, at least get your chief officers and your line officers trained on it. So that way you have an o a OIC that knows what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. But anyways, uh, I think we're going to wrap this up for the night, right, Mike? 
Yes, sir. All right. So, everybody, this is Rescue, and I'm going to tell you all to stay safe out there, stay healthy. Absolutely. This is Big Papa, and I'm seconding that. Absolutely. Uh, I think we are going to make this hopefully an every week thing, every Sunday night. That's our plan. A lot of things don't get too crazy. Um, Recorded on Sunday. This will be on Spotify. Just search Third Alarm Podcast. Yes, it will be on there. It may That probably won't get uploaded till Mondays because you know, I have to go back and do all the editing and stuff like that and make sure, you know. Make sure everything works. So those will probably be uploaded on Monday. So they get the they get the live taping on Sunday and the recording on Monday. And if you see the live podcast and you want to send a message, send it to Firefighter Dad or Rescue Gaming. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, let's end this here, and uh, I'll talk to you guys in a few minutes. All right.